Today's episode of Lions of Liberty is brought to you by MathBot.com. MathBot.com is a fun little game that fills a serious hole that the public and even the private schools miss, and that is knowledge of programming and the math behind programming. MathBot.com gives parents a much-needed tool to make sure their children don't fall behind in this new information age. Software is eating the world, and those who don't know how to code will be left behind as more and more jobs become automated. MathBot.com gives kids and even adults like me, the knowledge needed to thrive in this new world. MathBot may just seem like a fun and simple game, but behind the scenes it uses the same method Julius Caesar, Isaac Newton, Einstein, and everyone else were all taught math before the state got its greasy hands into education. This method goes all the way back to classical Greece, the dawn of civilization. MathBot will gradually upload the math and logical skills needed to understand programming into the mind of any player. It's said that the pen is mightier than the sword, but now code is even mightier than the pen. So become mighty and learn to code over at mathbot.com. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. friends and welcome back it's been a little while since we've done one of these at least for the public folks the patreon folks have heard a really long awesome two-hour libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor but we are back once again in the liberty living room or several liberty living rooms or no living rooms at all to be perfectly honest but i am here with some of my favorite lions of liberty starting with i'm gonna throw a bone to you guys i'm gonna mix things up i'm gonna start with the man known as Rico. Rico, what's up? Welcome back. I wasn't prepared to start. I'm still. I was hoping to catch a mid pork chop. Rico's currently <laughs> eating a pork chop. From the I was uh, finishing up, picking the bone, and trying to figure out some technical technological issues. So it's all <laughs> going crazy. Yes. Like pressing record on a program. Yes. I'm getting the usual click. So I was gonna text you off the air and say, "How do I stop this?" Like I do oh, every that time. That thing. Yeah. But uh, I'll things, are, you, are you drinking over there or just eating pork chops? I am. And there was a little bit of a snafu with my preferred drink, of course. I was planning on drinking some vodka soda, be healthy. And the uh, soda water that I put in my beer fridge is frozen. So, <laughs> so you got to just drink vodka? I want to adjust those settings a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's what I'm drinking a Corona until I uh, figure out life. So you'll just continue to drink Coronas forever. Remember the days when people would wait till they were brought into the show and introduced before they started talking? I I, I miss those days. (laughs) Well, Rico had to tell us about his situations. Yeah, I had situations. Multiple. (laughs) Situations here, all right? Brian McWilliams, speaking of the situation. Remember the situation from Jersey Shore? (laughs) He's in jail. I hope he can listen to our podcast. Yeah, he's in jail. Hello, this is Brian. I'm drinking rosé because I'm classy. Brian, for new listeners, what what is your role here on Lions of Liberty? Do you do anything else, or do you just come on here and bitch about uh, how long it's taking to get to you? I just yell, just yell incoherently every Wednesday on Electric Liberty Land. Don't worry, I'll, I'll handle your promos for you. <laughs> and uh, lastly, but certainly not leastly, we have what may actually be the most uh, media savvy lion right now, because Howie has just been making the podcast rounds. He is, of course, the godfather of all Lions of Liberty, because he seeded me with the ideas of liberty, which I then later spread to all of you later, which many of I you have heard the story of in podcast. I don't think I'd use the term I seeded you with the... Maybe with it's not the best <laughs> choice of words. I mean... But uh, spreads yeah. like a virus. We could call it Hep L for Liberty. 
So folks that aren't don't have video, I'm looking at Mark right now. Did you cut your hair off or something? No, it's it's back there. It's oh, okay, up. thank God. Thank God. I had a little man bun. I have a little man bun. <laughs> a little That's manny true. tail. So here's the yeah. thing. I, I, I talked about this on the League of Liberty podcast, which we recorded right before the show, which you'll be hearing later this week. Uh, yeah, I got I got a haircut, and for me, a haircut is just like cut an inch off and clean me up a little. But the way she cut it. It just looks a little too much like He-Man, so I'm kind of like, not, I don't like looking at it right now, so that's why it's back there. This is like when I changed your Facebook profile uh, to He-Man. He-Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Mark, you, you mentioned I've been making the uh, media rounds, but the thing I want people to really listen to, well, first you're gonna have to join the Lions of Liberty Patreon, but if you like legal liberty, but wish it was just like good and better, there's uh, the Legion of Liberty Doom. First episode's out. The next one is gonna be. Uh, Sooner than the next League of Liberty, probably. Really? Are we, did you already record it? Because if not, you're going to have a race against time to get it up before we do. You mean a race to, to get it up before the next, what, th- the next uh, full moon? What is that, like three, four It's in the away? bank, baby. It's already recorded. I, just, yeah, I we're can, not I can edit it we're before I edit this time. show if I want. All right. <laughs> are you guys recording like in an hour? <laughs> we're just going to like to know? I we're like going to use this show right now and just leak it out. All right. Well, if you want to hear either the League of Liberty podcast, which stars myself, Roger Paxson of the Lava Flow, Johnny Rocket Adams of Blast Off, and Chris Spangle, or the fraudulent version of that program uh, called Legion of Dinky Liberty Doom Somethings, then uh, either way, you should join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty, and check out all the excellent bonus roundtables we do, including a two-hour, I still think that's one of the best shows we ever did, the two-hour uh, Libertarians and Living Rooms Drinking Liquor we did last month. I got the drunkest, I think, I had in a while anyway, oh, so God, maybe that's why it seems so more fun. Drunk. Like yeah, seven martinis during that show. <laughs> so, uh, um, ha- happy President's Day, everybody, by the way. Of course, it's not, it's not that day yet for us, but for those listening. Is that even a thing Libertarians w- would say? <clears throat> happy President's Day? Probably not, right? I don't think anybody says that. Is there anything happy about presidents? Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Did everybody ever heard that term? President's card. (laughs) So is is President's Day for all presidents, or is it like Washington, Lincoln, or something? Well, I think it used to be. It was like Lincoln and Washington had their own holidays, right? And then they merged them into President's Day. But yeah, because I always felt like maybe I'll just take a half day off because I kind of like Washington a bit, but I don't (laughs) like Lincoln at all. I don't know. I was reading a list, um, and someone put Lincoln as number four in their top five libertarian presidents. I was like, well, this guy doesn't know anything. <laughs> it was Bill Welds. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> terrible list. I mean, if you're just running down a checklist, if you don't, if you haven't really dived into, you know, history from anything beyond a surface level view of what you're told in school, Lincoln would be one of the most libertarian presidents if you're just going by free the slaves and nothing else and you don't know anything else, you know? But of course, we know that there, it's a little more complicated than that, and he really didn't even free the slaves. That happened afterwards, and the right. slaves he did free were only in the South for strategic purposes <laughs> while the slavery remained legal in the North the whole time. So Basically, what Lincoln did is, like, if it was a business, he would have given uh, overtime to all the people in his uh, opponent's camp and denied overtime to his own people so that he would continue to make a profit. Did they not have equal protection back in the day? I guess they didn't. That was part of the 14th Amendment. But it seems a little unfair that only the slaves in the uh, certain colonies got rights. And You know, it seems unfair in general that the for the slaves as a whole. Doesn't well, seem I guess fair. there were only slaves in the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Splitting hairs here, buddy. That wasn't their, their number one criticism of life. It was like, ah, this man's a page proclamation. I don't know if it was legal. 
<laughs> we better bide our time. Like, Hold on, boys. <laughs> this might not be legal. Let's all just stay where we're at for now until this thing gets a resolution we can agree on. We got to go to the Ninth Circuit first. <laughs> did yeah. you guys? Did you guys know that during the Revolutionary War, one of Britain's like uh, complaints about the American colonies was that we had were the slave owners. So it was like they're like, oh, these Americans and their slaves. We need to stop that. So if you think Revolutionary War was good. I guess you're on the side of slavery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because they had ended slavery earlier. So maybe to them it was also, I'm sure there was a moral position by many people, but it's also like, oh, the U.S. has this economic advantage because they can just use the slave labor. And now we got to hire people. This sucks. Yeah. It's just ironic to me that if you have any kind of sympathy for the South in the American Civil War at all, of course – the only reason you could possibly think that is because you're for slavery. Oh, I also but, hate the idea but that you don't the think South, that at all about the Revolutionary War. <laughs> I hate the idea that the South is just populated with pro-slavery racists when there are were large abolition movements within the South. Most people that were, I mean, most human beings in the South were not slave owners. Slave owners were the wealthy, wealthy, wealthy right, people yeah. that owned plantations and that sort of thing. It's not like the average citizen owned the a slave. The 1% of the 1%? <laughs> right, or even supported slavery. I'm sh- and obviously, in a way, the whole South supported slavery by allowing it to remain legal. But it's not like it was free of controversy, and it certainly doesn't justify slaughtering people en masse, many of which were slaves who were fighting for the South, and many of which were probably sympathetic to the slavery cause. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would pro- love to get. Cause, I, I wish we got rid of slavery without killing like a half a million people. Right. If you just had to kill a few people, <laughs> that I mean, if you wanted to actually end slavery the right way, I would say. Do something that Lincoln did, declare all slavery. Um, no, he, he didn't really do it that way, but just declare it illegal as it should be because it's a human right to not be a slave. And then say, slave owners, you have X number of days to get rid of your slaves or we're considering you criminals and outlaws. Now, obviously, yeah. that's complicated when the South wants to protect slavery, which they did. And I think that is a mistake a lot of libertarians do make is acting like – Part of the South's reason for the war was not slavery when it clearly, based on their own declarations and their own documents, was. Uh, I, I just think that the other side of that is that it was not Lincoln or the North's primary motivation was was not freeing the slaves. It was more of a a, a a wedge issue they could use for the war, but it wasn't really the moral compass. It certainly wasn't the moral compass of, of Abraham Lincoln uh, or, or many other leaders in the North. I'm sure it was the moral compass of many in the abolition movement, uh, which Lincoln was trying to please with this stuff. But to how like long, how long into the uh, Civil War was the Emancipation Proclamation? Like four years or so? It was like two years in. I think it was 63. I guess I could fact check. I'm not a fan of facts yeah. as much. Yeah. Someone show. else will look into it, I'm sure. I but it more- wasn't like right away. <laughs> He's like, no, it wasn't we want to win won. the war, but we don't want to free slaves. It was, I was right. It was January 1st, 1863, which is two years after the war started. So what's that tell you? It was, it was on the bottom of his bag of tricks. He's like, all right, so if this isn't going well, I'm going to try this sort of freeing the slave statement, which literally the Emancipation Proclamation literally affected no slaves because in the South, they're not going to be like, oh, Lincoln said it's illegal. So it is. So it didn't affect any of them. And it didn't apply to the northern states. So it affected zero slaves who were actually freed by this. Zero. So there. So fuck Lincoln. That's my point. Oh, and just and the whole jailing journalists and, you know, raping and pillaging uh, Atlanta and burning it down and, you know, all sorts of atrocities like that. I think there's better ways to free slaves, personally. So we're not going to put Lincoln in our top libertarian presidents. Yeah. What a tricky thing. So, Mark. Just trying to figure out how you could free the slaves and then, like, what you would do with all of them. And I'm all for violence to free slaves, if that's what it takes. But there's a difference between violence against a specific slave owner who refuses to free somebody and violence versus the entirety of, you know, the southern half of a country. 
So Mark, uh, Lincoln's not one of our top libertarian presidents. So then wasn't uh, Jefferson Davis your top one? <laughs> My, is this a joke? <laughs> I the, president of the, the president of the Confederacy, <laughs> the Confederate States. <laughs> what do you it think I am, Tom Woods? No, I guess I guess it wasn't. It wasn't a good joke. No, I, I got where you're going there. It just took it took a second. <laughs> Howie was just calling me a neo Confederate. Is was the joke about that? I think. I think Howie should teach an alternative history to like <laughs> third graders. <laughs> kind of like Howie's the history. Like the Willard preacher at Penn State who would just sit oh. on the steps and people would listen to him. Like when kids like, get out of school. And then Jesus like, rode an antelope across a rainbow bridge. And they're like, whoa, he did do that. Kids, that- are you for the revolution? Oh, then you're for slavery. Did he just make stuff up? Because I'd have to do that. I'm pretty when sure he's making stuff up. Yeah. I didn't get interested in history till like maybe two years ago. When I was a kid, I'm like, two I don't give a ago. shit about this. I want to hear about like knights in the middle well, of the ages history. and that's it. <laughs> Let's say it doesn't matter if you're making shit up anyway, because all this history we have right now is pretty much made up. You know, it really not even, is. Not even, not even what they have in school books is accurate. I can't wait to see the school books to talk about the Trump presidency. Oh, it's going to be. Fantastic. It'll probably be like um, whitewashed from history. Once the Kamala Harris is in her second term in 2028 or whatever, she'll just uh, redact everything that happened between 2016 and <laughs> 2020. There will just be an empty head in the uh, list of presidents. <laughs> There will be no history for these four years. In like 20 years, we'll be doing another Conspiracy Corner Mandela Effect episode being like, I swear, I remember there was a president, Donald Trump. Everybody says it wasn't. This way from, it was from a Barack Obama. We had our first black president to Kamala Harris, our first black female president. Hey, I swear. She's mixed. Like, yeah, no, Donald yeah, Trump yeah. was just this real estate guy and he had a reality show and it actually came back in uh, 2016. They brought The Apprentice back. You guys don't remember that? Which is a great way to plug another reason to join the Lions of Liberty Pride, our group on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. So you can hear our conspiracy corners where we dive into various conspiracy theories, such as the Mandela effect. And that's all I'm going to say about it now, because otherwise things are going to get too weird. And we wouldn't want that. No, no, we wouldn't. Uh, I did want to circle back to kind of even the premise of this conversation, talking about presidents and uh, as it relates to libertarianism. Let's just start with this question. Can there be such a thing as a libertarian president? Or is the office, by its very nature, of the fact that you're sort of controlling this coercive federal system and that you have sort of dictatorial powers and almost have to violate the non-aggression principle to even hold the office and execute the duties, can you even be a libertarian and a president at the same time in, in the, uh, I guess, in the, in the pure, maybe Roger Paxton type sense? I think you would have to go back to like the establishment of the government in the first place and say, was the cotton or uh, was the Continental Congress when the states ratified the Constitution and all that? Did that really have the implied consent of everyone or just the people in the, the particular meeting? Because otherwise, and you, you can't have well, it clearly didn't involve the consent of everyone. Yeah. So unless it did, then you'd have to say no. Well, I would have to say no. Anybody else? I think or you could have your mind too president for exactly one day. The one day you go <laughs> in and decide to declare that everything's gone, the government shut down, and uh, everybody go home, clean out your desks. Executive what if you just order, said, what no if you came government. in 
what if I'm elected president someday in like 2038 or something? I'm not even sure if that's an election year uh, when I'm running against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> and and uh, so I get in, I become president. Everyone is excited about it. Uh, and then I get in and I say, all right, starting day one, <clears throat> anything that violates the non-aggression principle, I will not allow the federal government to enforce. And uh, anything else that shouldn't be covered by the, the federal government, the states can just figure out. And um, so we'll just have well, like... Some user fees, and if you want to support the federal military, then you have to send us money for, you know, voluntarily. I don't How know. did you? Are, are there get things elected? I could do to, to make it libertarian? How'd you get elected? Did you take matching funds? Did you go on the uh, the federal I airwaves? With, I ran with Bill Weld. <laughs> I, uh, on the League of Liberty that we just recorded, Chris Spangle actually posed a funny question to me. He said, "What if you went on Twenty Three and Me and got a DNA test and it showed that Bill Weld was your father?" <laughs> <laughs> and my answer no! was, I would say, good. It would mean Bill Weld finally created one libertarian. Nope. Nice. That was, that was my on the feet so, that I mean, I, I don't think we Get could it? have a libertarian president that would meet uh, Roger's definition, but I would be happy <laughs> Probably with. Probably not Roger's, no. If, if somebody were elected and 100% of their effort was just unwinding this thing, turning the bus around, if it was less and less government, less regulations, less foreign involvement, if they're going the other direction we've been going for hundreds of years – I'd be happy to call them libertarian presidents. Well, them well let's say this. You, de- you definitely couldn't have an anarchist president because that would not make sense. You, know, well, you, you can't consistently be both those things. But you could have a minarchist libertarian president who was doing enough good stuff that we would be pretty happy with it. You know, I, if, think, I think you could have an anarchist president that realized that his goals wouldn't be achieved in his lifetime and they were just kind of incrementally trying to get towards that. Sure. But if you're against all government as an anarchist in in that sense, then how can you hold a, the highest possible position in the government? I'm not a philosopher, Mark. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then what the hell are we doing here? I thought we were going to talk well, about one of, one of my favorite things about having video, not to plug the Patreon too much, but you can see video if you go on Patreon for $10 or higher. Uh, you get to see Rico just yelling at his, I presume it's his son in the background. <laughs> he's yelling at, or it could be at the dog. You're also muted, Rico. Yeah, he doesn't understand that he's making noise. Even when I'm muted, it goes to the microphone, which Mark will have to edit out later. Maybe he should come on the show. Well, do you want to be on the show? He says, Does no. he have, Who's his favorite libertarian president? <laughs> Jordan, who's your favorite president? Yeah. Obama. Oh, what a joke. Uh, he'll, he'll beat him now. There it is. The kids, I think the kids only said that two to mess me. So. I don't know. I may at the. Actually, Barack Obama's election day was when he was the day he was born. So. Oh, wow. Well, that, that's no fair. excuse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ask, Rico, ask him if he supports the Revolutionary War and then tell him. Tell him All right. he, was, have- he was sitting next to me during that conversation. He was giving me dirty looks. He could only under- hear what I was saying. It's like. <laughs> You support slavery? <laughs> Rico, if you ever win like Powerball, you need to hire me to homeschool your child. He'll oh, get the Howie's history and we'll straighten this all out. Howie's history. Howie, we get out, you can call it Howie Wards. Just, uh, Coming soon to Lions of Liberty, our homeschool course called Howie's history. And I'll come home and there will be like half-eaten cactuses. <laughs> Jordan will be sleeping on a roof. And I'm like, what did you guys do in school today? Get a get a fake law degree but with uh, Rico's Law School. Another also coming to Lions of Liberty soon. Mm. I think you maybe – can you get one of those from like the Universal Life Church? Or no, I think just a like – A law PhD. degree? No, you can get like PhDs in divinity so you can be doctor. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Oh, I wouldn't mind I doing need, that. I need to up my game and do that. Dr. Claire. Doctor. Your host, your guide, your shining doctor of liberty. That could be my new title. 
You should do it. For as little as $60. Aren't you a minister or one of you? I am a minister. I'm a minister. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but anyone's maybe we should offer not a minister. Maybe we should offer Lions of Liberty marriages as a a Patreon bonus at a certain level. If if you're at a certain level, either I or Brian or perhaps the two of us jointly holding hands can uh, (laughs) I don't know why we're holding hands in this weird scenario. uh, Can proceed over your your wedding. Hey, the hundred dollar level, and you pay us and just uh, open bar. If you have open bar, we're there, and you pay it for us. Oh yeah, pay for us to get there though. So when we go to Vegas, you can maybe marry a couple people and pay for the uh, strip club. Yeah. I don't see why not? Perfect. I don't see why not. That sounds great. <laughs> I just went on a cold streak. Hold on, I gotta marry someone real quick and get my <laughs> money back. BRB. So, are we actually gonna talk about who everybody thinks is the most libertarian president? Yeah, that's the whole idea. Man, right. I haven't thought about. Or maybe this least sadist. Well, that's research. You don't it. have to think about it. We we think about it out loud while we drink, and yeah. then that's what happens. <laughs> that's and so like and like none of them are perfect. Um, well, aren't all the the best libertarian presidents, the ones history would say, are were the worst presidents. Probably, uh, yeah, probably. Unless, unless you were like attending Howie's history, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, was it Coolidge who was, uh, or was Taft? I forget which one was the the do nothing president. I think they said that about Coolidge. He's like, not even my like. T- well, he's not in my top two. Right. <laughs> well, William Henry Harrison is the one that died like after eight months or something, and did and like literally like did nothing. So some would argue, some would that he just by the fact that he didn't do anything was the most libertarian. Like do yeah. nothing. He was basically president, do nothing, man. I, I guarantee, like something bad happened from that though. Like they're like, oh, we need to give the vice president more power or something, and <laughs> I don't know. When the pre- well, he just becomes find the out more on how he's how he's history. <laughs> Yeah, I'll think of something by the I time. I like how and how his history lessons often end with uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Professor <What's> Snowden. What's on the docket today? I, I don't know. That's a a answer on the final essay. Just I know. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> All answers are D. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then who was the guy who was staunchly against the central bank? Was that Andrew? Uh, Jackson? Jackson. Yes. yes. So there's a He's lot a of awesome one. stuff about him, except for you, then he started the whole Trail of Tears thing. Yeah. And- so Andrew Jackson doesn't <laughs> sound too bad. He ended the first bank, the first central bank of the United States. That's cool. And then you get to the whole Native American force removal, which it actually turned into a genocide thing, and that kind of hurts the libertarian cred a little. Yeah. But it's like, are, do we look at that like we do? Like, well, Thomas Jefferson set up some great standards for us, but he also was a slave owner. Is it or is genocide worse than owning slaves? I don't know. It's a great question. It, it's hard to look at. Well, these I mean, would you rather be dead or enslaved? And I'm not actually sure. It might dead might actually be better. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends who the owner was. Depends who the owner is ultimately. But um, my second most libertarian president. Um, is Martin Van Buren, who worked in the he, he was Jackson's secretary of state, then he was his vice president and became president after him. And he actually, I mean, the Trail of Tears stuff that was all Jackson's idea, but then but he, yeah, Van Buren carried it out in his presidency, which is totally awful. Yeah, but Van, Van Buren is tough, sorry, God. but there's so many other good things about him. He was like against um like foreign involvement he wouldn't annex texas because he thought it was going to cause like a war in mexico he didn't want to have any part with like we there were two things that came up where we issues with canada where we could have almost gotten gone to war with britain again that he kept us out of um he's for you know like 
free markets, sound money, less regulation, all the kind of stuff, like all this awesome stuff. But then you also force these Native Americans to, uh, I don't know where they went from, like Missouri to Oklahoma or something. And they wouldn't, I guess they wouldn't let them like stop or rest or trend or it's like to care of the sick or anything. So like 4,000 people maybe dying, I think. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And he, he was, so he, he is a tough one as you're laying out here. He, in the panic of 1837, he refused to get the government involved and and just let the free market work itself out. So from the libertarian economic sense, laissez-faire, yada, yada, fantastic. But again, um, you know, he enacted the Trail of Tears, so. You can't really say that's libertarian, uh, but in his defense, he did inspire the Van Buren boys. That's what I was doing. No one, no, no one recognized. I've never heard of I was distracted by Howie trying to make points. That's a Seinfeld reference. It's oh, like, I never heard of it. Yeah, the Van Buren. Seinfeld is a popular show. You should look into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did pretty well. I'll go with Calvin Coolidge. Done. That's all I have to say about it. Is cool that your Cal. number? Is that your right. number one? Shows over. Silent Cal. Silent Cal. I think he was called. Oh, he did. They did call him Silent Cal. Yeah. In my notes, Damn. I even have that written down. I call him Cool Cal because I think it cool sounds Cal. better. Cool Cal. Cool's come down. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, what? How, how much cooler of a name can you get than Calvin? Calvin and Hobbes, the black guy I was friends with in college, also Calvin. There you go. <laughs> well, there's, I there's two Calvins. So. Hey, you remember cool. Calvin? Remember Calvin? He Hooters with you, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he was, that's what we met. We were. We were clicks together at Hooters. So let's dig into Cal for a minute, because he, I believe he was around and there was a little mini recession before the Great Depression that he didn't act on, despite calls, uh, I believe, for him to do, or I'm thinking of Hoover. I'm sorry. I'm mixing the people up. That was actually, I believe, during Hoover, who actually did do things that is known as not doing things. But Cal stayed off and didn't, you know, he, he was... He was basically one kind of free market president surrounded by big government tax and spenders on, on both sides of him. Theo Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, Hubert Hoover, FDR. Uh, Calvin Coolidge is the only one in there that not only did he generally support like libertarian economic policies, but he also spoke from his pulpit and tried to get people to change how they thought government should work, to kind of change the ideas of government, almost like what you would picture a Ron Paul president being, where you think he'd be out there all the time just trying to get people to think differently about government. And that's something that Calvin Coolidge did with his pulpit. So I think not only did he have pretty good hands-off policies on things, but he also was active as a president in trying to sort of change people's perception of government. So I think that gets him big-time bonus points with me. Agreed. Yeah, it's all right. I can't wait to talk about the. I can't wait to talk about the number one most libertarian president, though. But I'll hold off. I'll wait on that one. I'll say. I'll I'll add one thing. Jefferson's definitely up there too, just because I I know people knock him for certain things, including like you know this whole thing about him owning owning slaves. Of course, is uh, not great. But he also tried to free the slaves. Multiple. That's generally a uh, a bad point when you own another person and say you're a libertarian. But. But here's what people don't realize that or like, for some reason, all these assholes that uh, that are like social justice warriors, like we need to take down his monuments, is that he actually tried to free the slaves. And he put several bills through in Virginia that all got voted down. But he tried to do it several times. Now, you could say he could free his own. And the argument there is, I guess, well, if, saying, you, well if you free, I, your, if you free your own, they can become they, slaves again. Exactly. He's like, I could free them, but they're just going to go somewhere else to be you know, like he'd have to make them free men and then transport them where they would be safe and all this other shit. So I don't know. I was thinking about Jefferson the other day when uh, this uh, – oh, man, why is my name bl- – I'm blanking right now. Why is my name what, – What's – what's, oh, what's, what's No, no. What, who's the guy 
Oh, who's because that actor? Ra- who's the actor from history? Who's the actor from Taken? Liam Neeson. Oh, oh, so oh yeah, right, right, right. So if people don't know the story, apparently a friend of his was raped and he found that it was by a black guy and he was furious and he was like stalking, trying to like hope like a black person starts something them so he could kill them. Like when he was but, younger, not this. Not yeah, when he's, he was younger, when yeah. he was younger. I mean, it was brave of him to open up about this and realize he was yeah. wrong. But uh, was some like, act- why, would, why would you even talk about it, though? It's like in the middle oh. of an interview, he's just like, oh, his. Oh yeah, I wanted to kill a black guy. Yeah. No, but people what? are acting like, oh, Liam Neeson's racist. It's like, no, he's saying I was ignorant and stupid to react that way, to have that emotional reaction, and now I have learned that that is a bad way. So it's like, it's he was, you know, so he, he should be commended okay, for next, next question, yeah. Mr. No, no, no. Uh, Mr. Neeson. Not, also, can you tell us about your? I also keep a Chinese man in my basement. <laughs> so somebody, someone was trying to say, like, no, he's not racist. I've seen him kissing this black actress, and he's like oh, way yeah. into it. He like really loves black women. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so that made me you think you could of, be racist and still love. Right, so that made me think of Jefferson yeah. owning slaves and having sex. I was like, well, a lot of people own slaves and have sex with them. It's like I think. Oh, and he probably, definitely did. I think we probably say they were still racist because they're owning people, and you know, it's. So and I don't you know. Could if that, possibly consider that that sex may not be consensual since they are a slave. Right. It right. might have been. I'm not. I don't know. But in the context, it's kind of like if someone sleeps with a police officer because they're while they're being detained. It's like, is it really? Can you even call it consensual, even if they said yes? If they wanted to, sure, but like if you got, because if you they got, want to get out of being held by the police officer and want their kidnapping to end. Like if, if this was like opposite world and you got pulled over by like a really hot policewoman and she was going to give you a ticket and you're like, ma'am, if I do, will you let me off? And like, it's it's a win win, <laughs> but. You know, it's the same thing. <laughs> well, you have to do it. You have to do it this way that you're like, I'm sorry, I can't read your badge. Can you so leave? I, is your name officer? I'll eat your pussy if you let me have this ticket. <laughs> do I say that right? <laughs> I can't, I'm not good at reading, but I think, is that what it is that what it says? You, you take your hat off and let your locks like flow all over. And then, <laughs> I would. And I would be like, like why whatever was I doing wrong, officer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Howie recognizes the sex appeal of my, my locks and why everyone is sad that they're not showing right now. No. I'm working at it myself. It's going to take years, though, I feel like. The problem, you want to grow your hair long? Yeah. I've given up every time I've ever tried. I'm well, gonna try yeah, to stick that's the there. problem. You got to go through a, a really shitty phase to get there. That's why I gave up several times before. I, feel I, like, I mean, I'm married, though. You know, I don't think she's going to leave me going through the in-between stage. Not as long as, long as you don't wake her up on <laughs> <laughs> the way to bed. That's an inside joke. Yeah, for it, Patreon well, supporters. Patreon members. Yeah, join our Patreon and you'll understand all these jokes. You'll get Howie's history and you get the inside jokes. <laughs> I actually think that would be a funny podcast. We should do Howie's history. We should. Let's talk off the air about it. All right, moving along. Um, we're not really moving along. Just keep talking. I wanted to <laughs> but, see if any of you bring up the actual most libertarian president. So keep going. I'm trying, I'm trying to get to there. Let's find out. Well, you, so you don't buy that it was uh, William Henry Harrison because he died after 31 days. You're not calling him number one. Yeah, I wouldn't even count him. All right, let's try another one. Uh, what about my boy Zachary, not Zach Morris Taylor? Yeah, not bad, but not the best. Well, he only he only lived for about a year. So like <laughs> William Henry Harrison, he didn't do a whole lot. Um, he signed like a treaty, which which um, <clears throat> it's an interesting treaty with the UK, which prevented either the US or the UK from owning the pan- the Nicaragua Canal from seizing it. So that's you know not stealing something land wise is a good thing to do. And uh, he wanted to prevent slavery from spreading to the south. So he promote he opposed the Compromise of 1850 on the grounds that it helped spread slavery to the southwest of the United States. So he and that's pretty much like all that I can find that he did. He didn't do much again because he was uh, he wasn't even alive for much more than a year after he was elected. So 
He doesn't seem too bad. I would rank him somewhere in the libertarian presidents. Oh, yeah. Based, Maybe like four. Wasn't uh, Grover Cleveland supposedly uh, pretty big? Ooh, there you go. He, he is the best. We finally found Howie's favorite. All right, Howie, <laughs> you since wanna, you're a proponent, why don't you tell us why? If you want to talk about someone name. doing stuff, he vetoed 414 bills, which I think at like his time, that was more than like every president before him. Shit, that's like Gary Johnson, New Mexico governor levels. Yeah, and I would, I mean, I would rather have the corpse Grover Cleveland be president than Gary Johnson, I think. But <laughs> If you had to choose a corpse... <laughs> if you had to choose a corpse, would you use the two hundred? I, I, I would. I would take either. I I, I kind of like Gary. I just the his. I like his, Gary too. I just don't like the, Gary. His mistake was not the Aleppo thing. It was making Bill Weld his vice president. Enough about that. Let's talk more about Grover. So look so. at this. Uh, how much would the um, the news kill him for this? He vetoed a pension bill for the military for injuries if they were not caused. By military service, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Tell that perfect. People would their heads would blow out. They're like, "Oh, he doesn't love our military." And then there was a big drought in Texas, and like, "Oh, we should give all this money to the farmers." And he's like, "Nope, don't think so." (laughs) Actually, actually, (laughs) what he said was doing business. Actually, pulled up the quote so I could tell you what he said about this. He said he was uh, actually a Democrat back when you could have small government. Democrats. He, he said, I can find no warrant for such an appropriation of the Constitution, and I do not believe that the power and duty of the general government ought to extend to the relief of individual suffering. And he said, the friendliness and charity of our countrymen can always be relied upon to relieve their fellow citizens in misfortune. So he wouldn't do it. Not too shabby. He also fought against the spoils system, basically basically against cronyism, against pay to play, uh, so to speak. And he reduced the number of overall government workers during his time. And he opposed imperialism. He opposed, you know, g- going overseas and engaging in military action. So this, uh, this is sounding. Yeah, he, I'm buying your arguments. He didn't want to get involved in the Congo. He was like against imperialism, like he wouldn't annex Hawaii. Congo. What were they trying to do in the Congo in the 1800s? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just, I just know he didn't want to go there. But the Republicans at the time wanted to like expand like everywhere. Like, we must go to the Congo. It's the next place. It's the next new spot that we. But I guess up. we had a chance to annex Hawaii at the time, and he said no, I wouldn't do it. Apparently, we did at some other future period but um he thought uh, Congo was the next one what did he say <laughs> hold on i have a, a great um great fact about grover cleveland it says the puritan training didn't stick with cleveland as a young bachelor and lawyer in buffalo he was known for enjoying good lager good music good food and not necessarily good women yeah, I love so, this guy. so besides cool. being very libertarian, it's pretty cool. So like, would be, he, get, he would be on the show. He, could be he gets a he gets elected president as a bachelor, and then like right after that, it's like, man, I can get anybody. And apparently, who he chose was like a nineteen year old girl, even though he was way older. And at first, America's like, this is outrageous. But then everyone's like, but oh, they're like, this is outrageous, but legal. So, but then, but then everybody but liked her. They're like, ah, she's pretty cool though. So that's yeah, good for him. <laughs> So everybody was happy. And they, so he won like one term and then he lost re-election, but he won the popular vote. He lost the electoral college and he, him and his wife were leaving. They told all the staff, they're like, don't move any of the furniture, keep everything where it's at. We're going to be back in four years. And they were. So he's the only president to serve two like non-consecutive terms. Um, and so we were talking about what did he, I'm, I pulled up some quotes by him. Um, one of them had to do with the uh, non-intervention stuff, trying to find it. You know, he was. He said we should never get caught up in conflict with any foreign state unless attacked or otherwise provoked. Which, pretty good policy, if you ask me. Seems reasonable. He did. He did get involved in one thing that I would oppose. Though um, he was against imperialism, and he didn't like the British trying to do it in like the Caribbean and stuff. And I think we 
I don't know the details, but I guess we got involved trying to discourage him from that. Nobody's perfect, but he was also for um, like sound money. Um, at the time, he was for the gold standard, but they were trying to like, like, oh no, let's let's add silver in there too, and let's have let's start making all these silver coins and stuff. And he's like, nope, gold. <laughs> I like he was also reading now. It's like he was super against tariffs. He's like, he, he, yeah. Time, he uh he's he was rooted in his belief that they unfairly benefited certain industries, unfairly taxed consumers by raising prices. Like, yeah, nailed it. The reason I even looked into him was because Ron Paul had his picture up in his office. And I was oh, like, nice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if Ron Paul yeah. likes this a president enough to put his picture up in his office. I better look into this guy. I said, like, oh yeah, vetoed 414 bills. And has anyone <laughs> ever been taught any class where Grover Cleveland is more than like a passing mention? Nope. Footnote. Yeah, exactly. So. If they say anything, it's the only president to serve two non-consecutive mm. terms. Mm. That would be the only thing they would ever say. Yeah. He like pulled the country out of the, what was it? The panic of 93, right? Yeah. That was William Henry Harrison was getting all basically fucked up the whole economy. And then he came in and came back. Well, and all he did was die and do exactly. nothing that fucked up the economy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It says Harrison's inane policies led to economic train wreck. Um, According to Lawrence Reed, I don't know who this guy is. Some libertarian. Harrison was alive for 31 days as a president. What could he even done? No, that that can't be Harrison. Harrison beat. Let me. Harrison beat Cleveland and then Cleveland beat Harrison. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, No, he sir. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I. Oh, no, that's right. Hold on. He died of Harrison? pneumonia thirty. He died of pneumonia thirty-one days into his term, thereby serving the shortest tenure. William Henry Harrison. Yes, he didn't get his flu vaccine because all the anti-vaxxers were saying, That's "Don't do it! Don't do it!" <laughs> <laughs> so this thing says he he lost to Harrison, then he beat him in a three-way race four years later. So who the so hell? Maybe served? Harrison was president later on. Uh, no, no. did nothing after he was president because he was dead. Christ. <laughs> so the last thing he did was be president. <laughs> was there anything another that Harrison? When he was alive was before that. <laughs> it sounds like a common name, so I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, no, no time like facts. real time to, uh, to look at this. So, hey, an interesting fact about my number Welcome two, Va- Va- Van Buren. He his first language was not English. It was Dutch. I do not think today, oh. I don't think today in the 2000s that we would elect a president whose first English language was in English. If it was like an English as a second language, I don't think we could do that now, but apparently we would do it back in the like early days. That's okay, strange to me. Hold on. Um, so it was Benjamin Harrison. There you go. That, Wrong Harrison. I've never heard of Benjamin Harrison. Is this a I new president? Oh, this like, is a Mandela this- effect because I don't remember this guy at all. <laughs> I've never heard of Benjamin Harrison. Why did they insert so this Trump, guy? So Trump Trump is Matrix? 45, right? I feel like in almost 40 years I should have been able to learn about 45 people. <laughs> I probably I probably know about 15 presidents. <laughs> yeah. Um we talked a lot about the good ones. Who do you think the worst are? Well, Howie, F- I was F- going to sa- I was going to save that for after the commercial break, but let's just wrap up the the good presidents talk. Cuz I think we agree that none of them are in the last you know, 50 years. Brian might make an argument for Trump. I don't know if you're still making that argument or not. Oh, but, uh, I still might. I am definitely still making uh, an argument for Trump. So as well. were, were you the it's same person who was anti-genocide? Um. Oh, we already had the, yeah, we already had this discussion where, yeah, the Yemen thing is a, tr- is a, it's a little it's a, kind of a mark against it's Trump. a little problematic. It is. He didn't is start he, it, but he's not, continue, he's not trying to help finish it in any way, but still 
uh, considering the all the other all the other things and all the other um, the actions he's taken with the regulations and tax cuts, uh, refusing to well until this executive order uh, declaring a state of emergency, which I'm not a fan of. But you know he had help or not back to Congress rather than try to take executive actions. So at least for my lifetime, he is probably the most libertarian. Yeah. If the discussion was best president in our lifetimes, I would say Trump. Yeah, I mean, more than more than better than Reagan because Reagan is also. Well, I believe he is falsely. Reagan was all talk. Yeah, Reagan's Reagan. Well, he did slash taxes massively when he first came into office. He later did raise other taxes like the payroll tax, and he's kind of a mixed bag on, on that. The whole things. bringing in cocaine to give to black people and <laughs> that and, you know, working with a little the bit of an issue. Sure, wars that that's a black mark. But what shit are we going to know about Trump's behind-the-scenes shit 20 years from now? That's all stuff that came Nothing. out later on. The oh, there's there's no possible way there's going to be anything we don't know about because someone is leaking everything. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys know, along with emergency declarations, that the president gets, like, secret executive orders? Yeah. So he could be putting all these secret executive orders out that who the fuck knows what's happening? Hopefully it's, like, arrest Hillary Clinton and all these people and execute them. I mean, at best, you can make a, you can definitely make a case that Trump is less. I'm not even gonna say less bad than Obama because I think he's worse than Obama on certain things when it comes to foreign policy and that sort of thing. Um, but not necessarily worse either. If he actually pulls troops out, he'll be way better. But that hasn't happened yeah. yet. So while he's all talk, he's no different than Obama. While he's just talking about it, he's exactly the same. He so didn't I'm not, start I'm not like giving... five more wars like Obama did, though. Well, yeah. I think, and maybe I'm <laughs> a little we know off of. here. I think the worst thing about Obama was the whole uh, starting this class warfare pitting people against each other. I, I don't remember when I was little, everyone just hating anyone who had money and saying, oh, you only pay 50% of your income in taxes, you should pay more. And now it's, if you have any money, any success, then yeah. you're somehow evil. And that was started with Obama. Yeah, I mean, that, without a doubt, he played into identity politics. But also, and, and let's not forget the, the massive spying apparatus that he oversaw. And All right, well, now we're, we're waiting into the worst president worst libertarian president category, which we'll get to. So why don't we wrap up the good libertarian president talk and try to maybe, why don't we just try to get together like a top three ranking or something like that? That sound good? Because I'm, I'm buying Howie's arguments pretty strongly on Grover Cleveland here. So I'm I'm, I'm happy to put him at number one. Do you guys have any uh, oh, thoughts? Yeah. It, we didn't mention this. The Democrats at the time, his Democrats were called the Bourbon Democrats. Uh, Those are the only kind 100% you can 100% number one now. No, now there's no question. I'm in. I'm in on Cleveland. Everybody else? Yep. yep. Sounds good. Feel free to. And then All right. I would say if we're doing like a top three, I mean, based on, you know, the, the glossing over of history that we've just done here through these guys, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of Calvin Coolidge, especially because of the fact that he openly used the presidency as, as a pulpit to discuss why government should be doing less. So I think that's even more important than maybe enacting policies. So I'm going to float him as a number two. Any objections? I'll take him in the top three. He's my number three. I go Cleveland, okay. Van Buren, Coolidge. Oh, see, I, I had Zach Taylor in, in the top three too, because but that's just because he did hardly did anything, and the only things he did were seem pretty. Well, good. you know what? I could be convinced because I didn't realize that Van Buren was involved in the Trail of Tears till today. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, and I didn't really realize it until I did our research it because everyone associates Jackson with it. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that's going to push him down for me. I think I'm going to have to take little Martin, despite the fact that he did inspire the Van Buren boys, which I do think is a, a wonderful thing. I'm going to have to knock him down for the Trail of Tears enforcement. <laughs> or the whole genocide kind? thing. Are we gonna knock Trump down from the trail of tears too because of the joke about Elizabeth Warren? 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> no, we, you're allowed to joke about things. Okay. When, you can joke about as it. Just don't. As long as you're not responsible for thousands of American deaths, as long feel as you don't do joke. the genocide, it is okay to make a flippant remark. What? About it, I think. All right. Oh, this, yeah, is the, no, this is the part of the show where Brian yells at his wife, which I'm not editing uh, out because I got at my day. dogs. Oh. And you're <laughs> at my I don't wife believe that. What? <laughs> Who says what to their dog and then listen, waits for a <laughs> Uh, no, what did you say to me? Did <laughs> I, I, Amazon, uh, package got delivered to an ape shit. And then I was like, well, what is it? She said, she's even if it's for me, she's like, I'm going to open it. I'm like, all right, well, hopefully it's not my anal plug. Your your dog was going to open it? <laughs> yeah, I trained my dog to open my packages and then bring them into me and set them oh. up. He puts batteries in the controllers. <laughs> I yell at my dog, too. It's even worse, though, because she's deaf. <laughs> so really, so you're really not yelling at anything. Or no, or no, or sometimes my wife would be like, "What did you say?" And like, no, I was just talking to our dog, our deaf dog. <laughs> it's like not only am I just talking to a dog, but it's a deaf dog. You should teach it a sign like uh, Coco the monkey. I, I did, I did. I taught her something. Another well, sign. I, I taught her my made-up sign language, not like real sign language. I think we didn't. We just talk about this. Coco the monkey. No, how he's made up <laughs> sign language. I don't think so. Uh, that might Maybe have been a Mandela different. effect. Did you dream it? I don't know. Or it was on the Mandela Effect episode of Conspiracy Corner. One of the I'm other. pretty sure it was. I've heard it. You know, whatever. All right. Well, I, I feel pretty good about a top three of Grover Cleveland, Cool Cal, Coolidge, and Zach Taylor. Are there any objections to this? Nope. nope it's fine. Great. I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. A fierce debate has ensued, and yeah. I think we may have a fiercer one maybe after the break. So uh, we're going to do that right now. Hey, friends, I got to take a quick pause here to tell you about another great libertarian podcast out there. It's called Free Man Beyond the Wall, hosted by the artist formerly known as Mance Raider, now known simply by his real name of Pete Raymond. And I got to tell you, Pete is a machine. This guy brings you a new episode of his own every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and he has done some absolutely fantastic in-depth interviews. He's had on everybody from Ron Paul to Thaddeus Russell to Phil Labonte, the lead singer of All That Remains, a very diverse group of guests, not always libertarians. He also did a great show with a Washington, D.C., insider lobbyist revealing a lot of the dirt that goes on behind the scenes in DC. He has done so many interviews that I have just said, darn, I wish I did this one myself. So I really do want to highly recommend checking out Freeman Beyond the Wall. You can find it over at freemanbeyondthewall.com as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and all those fancy podcatchers out there. All right. And uh, be sure to check out the podcast that I you just heard me mention in a pre-taped interview, but uh, in a pre-taped promo. But uh, Mance Raider is doing great work. I keep forgetting that his, he has a real name now, that, and it's Pete Raymond and not Mance Raider. So, <laughs> which is not nearly as intimidating. I was much more frightened of him before. When I, like when, Pete Raymond was the reject name that they were going to use in Ghostbusters, and then they decided. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Raymond, that's a stupid sounding name. Now, Vankman, you got something. You guys follow like libertarian Twitter a lot, right? Yes, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Twitter. I, fa- I only follow Howie on Twitter. So Jen the Libertarian is Pete Raymond Mansrader's wife. And, she, yes. and her podcast is pretty good, too. And I believe that's public information. I, I used to love following her on Twitter. I'm like, man, she's a cool chick. I'm like, oh, she's got a podcast. I was like, holy shit, she's married to Mansrader. I don't know. Yeah, no, her tweets are, I, I, I follow her Twitter actively. She has a lot of good tweets and a lot of good content. Probably the but most libertarian couple that exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really? I don't know any others, so. Well, what do we know about Ron Paul? has got to be fairly libertarian, you know? She does. Where Carol okay. Paul does not have a libertarian podcast. No, yeah. when Carol Paul starts a libertarian <laughs> podcast, she can talk. 
She you could know, put it would be fun. A good cookbook, but no, the Batam podcast. It would be funny if you like called Ron Paul and he's like, "Oh, you want me on the podcast again?" He's like, "No, really wanted your wife on the podcast." Actually, that was <laughs> a really good idea. Mark. And he's like, "No, I heard you guys saying that we were not the most libertarian couple." So <laughs> you should I have know. her on to talk about what it's been like to like be married to Ron Paul. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> I think that is a great idea. What's it like? Maybe what I should have her like on for a special Valentine's Oh, it's already past Valentine's Day. Maybe next year for Valentine's Day, I should have Ron and Carol Paula. I don't know if I'd wait on it. She's, they're a little older. Okay, old. we don't need to talk about why you think I should want Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you this. That's a little too morbid for me. Ron, you don't have time to take a message. You might be dead. <laughs> Borrow. Get her on now. <laughs> I was talking to my wife uh, the other night. We were hammered out of our minds we went to like this local fancy bar as i as i mentioned rico the oxymoron of a fancy bar in hawthorne but we got hammered and we usually never talk politics just because she usually doesn't want to but <clears throat> talking politics with her hammered and she was like all just laying out libertarian philosophies on shit i don't even i don't even have to brainwash her she's just like into it she just naturally thinks it so or she just doesn't want to get yelled at yeah <laughs> 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 didn't you listen to bar talk do you know it's weird? Like talking about politics used to be boring. No one wanted to do it, but now it's like, if you heard about Virginia's governor, blackface, KKK hood, he wants to kill babies, and he tried to do a moonwalk, and it's like, yeah, and the other guy, lieutenant governor, dubbed like multiple rapes. The guy before, <laughs> after them's like blackface. It's like I've never had like politics be so like crazy and interesting. It's in so entertaining, life. right? Now. I was talking with uh, a a liberal friend of mine the other day and he was talking about Ocasio-Cortez's plan. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, how did, how did they going to pay for everything? And I'm like, <laughs> that's the whole fucking part she said, of the she argument said against democratic policies right. to begin with. Why are you a Democrat? If, if you could actually <laughs> ask that question. She said how they'll pay for it. They're just going to print the money. Yeah, print the money. And then immediately it does hyperinflation. Like you've never seen in this country. I am so glad Mitch McConnell is calling for a vote on the Green New Deal. Oh, it's hilarious. That's like, this is the first time I'm like not upset that he's a Fiatal. So yeah. if they just printed money, do you think she knows that you don't necessarily have to print money? Because if you did physically have to print money, wouldn't that just make the Green New Deal go up in smoke since every tree would have to be cut down? Oh, or I mean, just even to mention the fact that if you're going to like do all this stuff, say even just one part, say you're going to build all these freaking windmills, how much of a carbon impact that's going to make building them, all the like plants building all this shit. Oh, God. What about rebuilding every goddamn building? Will kill all the birds. All the birds in the country will be dead because well, the birds are fake anyway, so that's fine. A year. What about <laughs> all cats will take over? <laughs> rebuilding every building. Um, Wait, are, are birds yeah. currently keeping cats at bay? Is that your, your argument? I think, <laughs> I think you have things flipped around there. No, cats actually kill like 10 billion birds a year. That's what I'm saying. In, in Amer- only in America. The cats, the cats 10 cats billion birds a year. Yes. They have winged cats now. The birds aren't <laughs> safe anywhere. Google it. I'm pretty sure I'm right. 10 billion <laughs> birds a year are killed by cats in America. Just in America. On the next Howie's history. <laughs> How many million is that in each like state? That. What is 10 billion divided by 50? I don't know. I'm well, not doing that math. 200 million? <laughs> We're definitely not doing Howie's math class. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Brian's McWilliams math. Come on. Yeah. We only do shows that alliterate. <laughs> Fact. So as we jump into talking about the worst presidents from a libertarian perspective, something that came up with the good, I think we need to kind of break into let's look at like from a historical perspective and in our lifetime perspective. Sure. Why don't you just host the show? Sounds great. <laughs> No, I think that's a fine idea, actually. I just, um, 
Well, because I, I, I think to your point, I think the two most, the two least libertarian presidents are the two prior to Trump. With anybody in, in, in our oh, lifetimes, really? Worse yeah. in our uh, lifetimes, at least oh, for sure. Oh yeah. If we're talking about our lifetimes, I'd say hell yeah. I don't know about Barack ever Obama yet. But... And George W. Bush are yeah. freaking awful. Yes. Well, Clinton was a big piece of shit too. I mean, look at all the like the criminal justice stuff that he put into play. The war on drugs ramping it up. I agree. Yeah. I feel like every president in our lifetime got worse and worse yeah. until Trump. Now I was like, oh, wait, we might get a little better. I'm not sure. I got to wait and see, but. But it still could get worse. I mean, we can't gloss over the fact that civilian and drone related deaths are much, 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 much yeah. higher than under Obama. We can't just gloss over that as libertarians. So I can't put him in any kind of, I can say he's better on some things for sure. He's better on criminal justice than, than Clinton or Obama for that matter. Yeah. I mean, if he does what he says, if we pull out of Afghanistan and Syria, then I'm like, yeah, he's he's great. If he legalizes marijuana and uh, actually ends like an actual war where we no longer have troops in at least like one place, then I'll say, OK, Although we can he did just put in uh, talk about him as Bush's piece of shit. Attorney general. They brought him back. Yeah. Every time you think something good, you, you know, he surrounds himself with more neocons. He's got Elliot Abrams in there ready to send him to yeah. lead the freedom movement in Venezuela. You know what? Elliot Abrams is responsible for every bad thing in the 80s under under Reagan. Every supporting the Iran Contras. Yeah. All this stuff. Elliot Abrams is terrible neocon and should not be anywhere near any sort of thing that we're trying to proclaim as a, a freedom movement. We shouldn't have anyone near Venezuela, but we certainly shouldn't have Elliot fucking abrams near there so i actually liked watching ilhan omar that uh muslim congresswoman i, uh, I love any challenge to the idea that israel yeah. cannot be challenged on its policy that was so yeah. aggravating watching the response to that like fucking ben shapiro is such an ass clown with this when it comes to israel where he's like oh we're talking about money and shekels and it's like no she's not talking about she's not saying that the jews are all about money and that's why they're talking about fucking apex influence and to a broader extent i would say the military industrial complex well isn't there a line in all about the benjamins about hebrews though? yeah yeah I don't it, think it's totally un unrelated. If she knows, I would not be surprised if it's anti-Semitic, but, but what her tweets said on their face are fine, I think. Yeah. And APEC should get called out. Actually, I think I think this is really funny. So I have to take this uh, training at work um, where like there's questions like, oh, what did this guy do illegal when you like let information go or some shit, you know? And one of them was like somebody gave information to APEC and I chose a choice where it was like giving information to a foreign entity. And it was like, wrong. I'm like, <laughs> Are you fucking? Are you serious? We're yeah, gonna I'll, sit. We're we're gonna sit here and pretend that APEC is not a foreign entity. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like supposedly American, but like, come on, this is we're in the intelligence community. Well, it's not true. cyber attacks us constantly anyway, so I'm sure they have all the info already. So really, there's nothing you could leak to them they wouldn't already know about. Isn't that one of the most ridiculous things about the whole in Russia investigation, pretending they meddled, when how much money has flowed in, do you think, from Saudi Arabia oh, and God. Israel, just to name two, Those are the two somehow top. into whatever campaign election funds there are for either Or camp. to the Clinton Global Foundation. Yeah. I mean, Wait, who is the last person that got elected that wasn't supported by Israel and Saudi Arabia? Zero. I, mean, I guess there was a last person somewhere. We, we have to go back to Jimmy Carter. Carter. Nobody in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jimmy Carter. Did you know Jimmy Carter had a national emergency? It's still going on now. Which I didn't. I couldn't believe what? how many how many have been declared. National emergencies don't end. It's still going on. Well, there's, the fuck there's a Jimmy they, Carter one from '79 that's still ongoing. That has. What is that? People they declare national emergencies and then sanction countries. It's like why? That's the why is that a national emergency? Well, it's it was when the Iranian hostage crisis took place, but like we're still. I don't think we're supposed to be like doing business with Iran because of Jimmy Carter's thing forty years ago. Mm. 
Well, I know the U.S. is trying to they're trying to uh, sanction any country that's doing any business with Iran as well. That's not very libertarian, is it? No, it's not. Well, no. they've been doing that for forever too. It's just like ongoing, and it's like it's like what you know. I get I get we're fighting with Iran, but you know. Who are we to tell other people, other countries, they can't do business with them? It's like, what the fuck? I, I'm going to call Bush worse than Obama, just to go back to this conversation here, because you could argue one is worse than the other. Bush expanded the government drastically, created the Patriot Act, invaded Iraq, total humanitarian disaster, and Afghanistan, by the way, which we're still in. But even, you know, even if we said they were equal, the fact that Bush is doing all of what he's doing under the banner of I'm for small government and free markets and yada, 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 you know, that, that would, and then, and also during the uh, financial crisis was that started under Bush. And he was also in, in, you know, what he'd do the $800 check to every American thing. And, you know, he, he did a lot of very anti free market policies within the context of what was his quote to save free markets. We have to abandon them or something like that. So I I think so didn't it happen right at the end of his presidency and like he pushed it. Then Obama like finished it. He's like, here's the bailout. The little Bush Kinda. got the Bush got you. They're, I mean, they're both to me in our lifetime the top two. I, it's it's so hard for me to decide which is worse. It's like, I mean, the invasion of Iraq, the amount of troops and all the killing we're doing there was way greater. A million people are than, considered displaced from Iraq. But all the countries that Obama destroyed afterwards, I mean, it's. I'd have to take and a hard Obama look at what's also worse. Murder American citizens, so don't forget that one. I'm sure Bush did too, but. Yeah, but we don't know about those. Yeah, <laughs> Obamas were teenagers, though. Obama, we know for a fact that he murdered them you know, without any sort of uh, you... efforts to even have a trial or find any pure evidence. Just, yeah, so, murdering children. So I think we all believe in, like, the worst possible conception of the deep state, right? As oh, yeah. far as yeah. being in existence. So how much do you think... Obama, I think he may have been genuine when he was elected to not want, and same with Trump, not wanting troops to stay in some of these countries. And someone got to them somehow and changed their mind. Nobody wants to be Kennedy. Some presidents might have ideals that quickly erode once they get into office. I mean, Trump has basically been boxed in. Let's just presume that Trump really wanted to bring troops home from everywhere, even if there's no moral reason. I mean, as like a businessman, he I think he might see like this is a waste of money. This is stupid. So I I can kind of believe that he does or did want to do that. But a he's surrounding himself with neocons, so so no one around him is going to actually agree with that. And B, I think this Russia thing has really served to box him in on foreign policy, which I think is one of the main motivations, besides removing him from office altogether, the main motivations of the Russia narrative, because any area that he can pull troops out of can easily be spun as this is good for Russia. This proves he's a Russian agent. Uh, you know, even like Afghanistan, they could say, well, now Russia can have more influence over the minerals in Afghanistan. Uh, Syria, oh, now Russia's puppet Assad. You know, no matter any situation that he wants to pull troops out of, if we, you know, think that might be possibly true that he really wants to do it, can easily be, you know, spun against that narrative. And I think By that's one way, of the motivations. Just of talking it. about the whole concept like that, just, I, just for a second, I was thinking about this earlier today. Just the concept that Trump, like the fact that they fucking investigated Trump for being like, oh, he might be a an agent of Russia. It's like, okay, let's presume that he was an agent of Russia. Once you become the president of the United States, i.e. the most powerful man in the world, wouldn't you be like, hey, you know what? Bob, fuck off. I don't want to be your agent anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing over here. Like, no, just, they, they have compromising like, why, would you even, why would you still be taking... Like, yeah, you know, they he have doesn't want to see his naked pictures on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so fucking dumb. 
Oh. It's like it'd be like, okay, yeah, you're working for the man, and then you become the owner of a, a billion dollar, co- the biggest billion company. You became Jeff Bezos overnight, and you're still fucking hucking trash. Uh, you know, it seems job. easier than colluding with Russia to become president. It, just like being a billionaire and not doing anything. I mean, yeah, like, like it's yeah. not like he's uh, down on his luck and has used this to rise to a position of extreme wealth and power. He already had anything he needed, and that's why, to an extent, I, I kind of buy the idea that Trump. It, believes in some of what he says like he he wants i I, like i don't think a lot of what he says is good and i I don't really believe he thinks anything about immigration i actually think the wall thing is just literally just a political thing he does i don't think he hardly believes any of that shit i think you're right about a lot of the deep state stuff that you were talking about though i mean like the whole thing with comey when he first meets him coming in and be like hey president we've got this dossier and you're saying all this stuff it's like we don't know if it's true but it's not looking good that's over level like blackmail shit and Trump's not going to be blacked out by that, but like then we hear stories of like Mattis. Well, they JFK. They really did have photos of him. Like, like Mattis tells him like, "Oh, we want to pull out of Afghanistan, or whatever." And Mattis is like, "Well, I don't recommend that. And if you do that, and anything goes wrong afterwards, we're going to say it's all on you. We told you not to. It's all your fault." And I mean, we'll have to see if if Trump can break this. I mean, this is the entrenched military-industrial complex and the deep state. These unelected people are just there always no matter who wins election but he keeps even if he pulls out of afghanistan and syria it sounds like he's gonna double whatever they do good they do by going into iran like well, he, if he actually goes not, into iran he'll vault to the top of worst presidencies yeah, if, he, he if he goes to iran or venezuela then he does get no credit for leaving afghanistan or syria if that happens yeah if you if you if you end one and start one you're it cancels it out. Yeah, well, you're not getting saying. credit. Exactly. That's what I was saying on ELL a few episodes ago. It's like it's you can't like the military industrial complex. You can't just quit doing the heroin. It's like you quit the heroin and now we're going over to Colombia and Venezuela to do the cocaine. You're always, you're always I can up. I can kind of get like in this conspiracy scenario, they're in somewhere and people are just like not letting them get out. They have leverage over them. But to then get into a whole new war, which is way bigger if you got into a war with Iran, way bigger than what they're in now. There would be so many casualties. To go in there at all, though. You know, it's like Iran, of course, is one. I I don't think they're going to have to do anything in Venezuela. It sounds like they leveraged it enough where they can get what they want. But Venezuela, the reading about the election, it sounds like the U.S. is so much shadier than anything. They're accusing it, it was a perfectly legitimate election. It wasn't close. The guy they don't like won easily, and uh, it's just like know, nah, they don't want it. That it was a legitimate election, but I still, but well, I still legitimate enough. This like minor politician in the U.S. is like you're president now. Go have the, at it. The guy, right, Madero? Didn't he invite the UN to in to monitor the election? Oh yeah, even the Carter. What's it called? Like this. Jimmy Carter has some organization monitors elections, and they said it was fairer than U.S. elections. Yeah, there was no and, black and the, and the guy the, the U.S. is recognizing as President Cueto, or however you say his name. Like he didn't even run. He not, he's never got a single vote, and we're yeah. saying he's the president. He pulled out because he wanted to make the election illegitimate because he knew he had no chance of winning, and so he's like, "Well, if I just don't participate in the election, I can claim." illegitimacy and I can get the U S to back me and just install me. Oh, what a joke of an election. You just say it wasn't legitimate and you get out in the streets and you protest and protest and protest until something happens. Well, they tried to do that here, but it didn't work. They're trying to do it here right now. (laughs) If they didn't wear those pussy hats, they might've been able to do it. They're still trying to do it here now. Yeah. I guarantee you once the Mueller report comes out, it's probably going to say, yeah, there wasn't any Russian collusion. 
then the, the, uh, the uh, uh, tells security is going to start a new investigation. Yeah, that well, already did come out. The commission said that they, they're like, well, we didn't find anything. It looks well, like the the they believe it was a Senate panel. But the yeah, Senate Intelligence happened. Committee found nothing. We're right, still waiting for Mueller's report. report. And then the House was shifting them. They're going to start their own investigation because they're not going to like the results. And it's going to drag on forever. It I seems I mean, like no matter what the subject, point. we end up having to talk about Donald Trump for 20 minutes every time. Well, yeah. Well, it is the most fascinating presidency that I could I, ever you could I, ever I, I learn agree. about. I think uh, there's so much nuance to it. There's a legitimate coup attempt. I thought it was just orange man bad. End of story. I, I don't understand how McCabe and Comey aren't both. I mean, literally, they should both be arrested for treason. They're trying and, to, I mean, especially the shit with the 25th uh, Amendment, which yeah. I guess they're. Well, at the very least, they should don't be. Forget Clapper and, don't forget Clapper and Brennan. They should be in jail. I mean, if you're yeah. charging Roger Stone with lying, then how are Clapper, McCabe, Comey, Brennan not charged with the same thing? There, right. There's well, no excuse for that because what they lied about was much worse than anything Roger Stone could possibly have lied oh, about. By far. But I mean, well, literally, though, Russian collusion was with the Democratic you're Party. You're talking about colluding behind the, the, the scenes with other other members of the deep state and talking about if you have enough votes to actually uh, just place a sitting president. If that's not treason, what is treason? Well, I mean, if you're trying to apply the framework of an amendment, I, I don't it's not necessary. Uh, I don't think it's it's probably treason and. <laughs> A broad sense, but a strictly legal sense, I don't think it would be. If you can uh, couch it in terms of, uh, well, I think the 25th Amendment can legitimately apply. But well, whatever, we're, we're, off, <laughs> we're off topic here. Well, That's where I was yeah. trying to go with this, that we're what, off topic. What, what we forgot to get to was <laughs> well, the uh, historical worst presidents. We didn't forget. We just hadn't gotten there yet. We haven't we, <laughs> done uh, the present day worst presidents yet. I think we already talked about <laughs> Lincoln. We just did. I just gonna throw some candidates. Maybe They're people think maybe people think Wilson and FDR were particularly awful. House host Howie, take it from here. All right, <laughs> history professor, take it away. I'm trying to practice it. If I ever have my own show, I know what to do. Sorry about that. Practicing, you're practicing live on a real show. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's how most people get their start practicing. They, so, they anyways, start I a think podcast by practicing on another podcast. We already like talked about how much Lincoln sucks to death, but Wilson and FDR. I mean, FDR, come on, he interned Japanese citizens. I think he, it's like, an intro. That's like a good debate because. If you think about the modern, like, repressive federal government, I think Woodrow Wilson is almost the father of it. He started all this progressive stuff. He got us into World War One. He was a big proponent of, like, the League of Nations, which, you know, I mean, now we have the UN, which is, like, the replacement. But yeah, uh, check out, wasn't check, the check income out the tax that, under Wilson? Yes. Check out, the, check out the list of things that happened under Wilson that are, you know, extremely anti-libertarian. Federal Reserve created and signed into the law. Check. Income tax created and signed into law. Check. Entrance into World War One, which led to World War Two. Check. I, he might be the worst, just based on that. And, he's, and he's taught as a good president in schools. Well, yeah. the, the, uh, whoever does the most <laughs> the war and expansion of government <laughs> is considered the best. That's that's the historical, the not Howie's history version of things. Always. It's so funny that my history show being like. Some kind of made up stuff, but it'll still be more accurate Some than real. Some kind of made up stuff. It'll still be more accurate than like real history class. It's like drunk history. It was Woodrow Wilson, who you'll remember has a robotic arm and was half Puma. I have no doubt that us rambling half informed about history is more informative than literally my high school history class. So Second World War was teed up by First World War, but it's also because FDR like forced the Japanese to attack us pretty much. And something that I recently learned listening to um, 
Thaddeus Russell's podcast was that the Holocaust, the, the Germans didn't start didn't killing, killing the Jews until the day after America got in the war. If her, like hit before then Hitler is just like, we want them out of this country or whatever. And then like America gets in the war and it's like, fuck it, kill them. So maybe if America was never in world war two, the Holocaust wouldn't even happen. Well, I don't understand the rationale. I don't get the connection between killing Jews and America joining the war. I, I don't think it was, I think it was more of a, we don't have, we're, perhaps we're I, perhaps I have this wrong, but I think Thaddeus Russell said, <laughs> well, it wasn't, it started it wasn't doing right it away. Possible. I don't think the timeline is wrong, but I don't think the connection is there. I think it was more of a, one, we're now have to fight America. We don't have the resources to um, kind of intern millions and millions of people. Plus, I think over the number of years that Germany was um, basically holding all the Jews prisoner, they the hatred just kept getting uh, greater and greater. So two things kind of merged, in my opinion, but I don't know. I'm seeing I a bit know. of it. I'm seeing a bit of a top five emerging in my mind, and I'm in, in no particular order. I'm just going to float based on the, the last 25 minutes or so of conversation, and then we can rank them afterwards. But I, I think FDR's got to be in there, as does Woodrow Wilson have to be in there. Um, and I think we haven't talked about Monroe, um, but he created the Monroe Doctrine, which is basically laid the groundwork for American, American intervention philosophically all over the world. Uh, I think he only did the Spanish-American War. But Another thing right. that's taught as great in schools is the Monroe Doctrine. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that the, the big dick theory? Spread, spreading yeah, uh, American ideals acro- across the globe. Walk loudly and carry a big dick was, I believe, the Mon- Monroe Doctrine. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Um so I think we, we might want to toss him in there, but you know, not that much really happened under him, but he did set, certainly lay the foundation of the groundwork for more bad things to come. Uh, and I think I, I think we have to have George Bush and Obama both both in the top five to me. So and then we got to bring Lincoln back, bring the conversation I think, back. To I think Ger- George Herbert Walker Bush may have been involved in a lot of really bad things we don't even know about. I mean, he might have killed JFK. There's no I think, might have about I think so. He's the only person that doesn't know where he was when JFK was shot. <laughs> I don't remember that day. Like, oh, but actually we do know where all. he was. He was in a little town in Texas. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true, actually, which you could find on my interview with Roger Stone from way back in, I don't know, but very early on in the podcast. I'll link to it. We got to get Roger on Felony Friday soon. I agree. From prison, maybe. Well, he's not there yet. So We he's need Roger on Felony so. Friday, and you're going to talk to Carol Paul. All right, we're booking the whole next year of Lions of Liberty or next week. And Brian should have the fag cast on. Well, uh, I'm going on the fag cast in uh, next week. That's the Friends Against Government before anyone thinks that we're um, homophobic. And uh, but <laughs> I uh, I agree. I think we should intermingle with all the fra- the fraudulent podcasts out there that attempt to mimic us. <laughs> now, I like I like those guys. They're good, but they are clearly inspired by us, as they admit, and that's very nice. I'm a fan of that. Anyway. Who's worse, the fag cast or George W. Bush? <laughs> it's like, it's like we, as we are to Ron Paul, they are to us. It's pretty good. Go. I like it. There you go. I mean, hell, I did yell at people during my hundredth episode to start podcasts. So can't complain about it when they do. Yeah, well, no, they no, no. They're they're fine. They're they're our natural allies. They're yeah. That's why we yeah, have they're, they're the UK. You know, they they hate the government. They love like cryptids, supernatural creatures, and whatnot. And... <laughs> All right. Do you guys generally <laughs> believe in my my? Analysis of a, a, a top five. Though? Yes, I do. Okay, so now yeah. let's just rank them. Or do you think Lincoln should should be the fifth in there somewhere? Considering he did basically end any right of secession and you know 
Just wait, wait, wait. So I think with Lincoln versus Americans than anybody. With Lincoln versus G Dubs, do you have to put any? Because um, the running joke against uh, W was he's just kind of a puppet for Dick Cheney. So how much did he really like? He's just a moron, and you know he's a puppet president. He's Today it doesn't snow. matter if you're doing stuff because you're a puppet or because you're in control. You're, if you're doing the stuff, then you're doing the stuff. Wouldn't you love to see the timeline though, where George W. Bush was president, but nine eleven didn't happen? Like, what would that have been like? Probably not bad. It's a good question. I'm trying to remember anything notable for the first nine months or eight months. He did present. like some healthcare, pharmaceutical expansion. Oh, it was like Medicare Part D. Something like that. Yeah, right? Something. That was the big thing. Well, yeah, well, he, George W. Bush responsible for No Child Left Behind, which of course is a fucking horrible. Yeah, there was that. There's some not great things. Money and, and uh, time. And we're sure that's not a result of 9 11. He did a stupid stem cell <laughs> thing. That was dumb. Yep. Yeah. All this stuff was annoying, but it wasn't like, you know. I mean, 9-11 made it worse. No doubt bad. About it. Yeah, and then 9-11 just. Or gave them the I mean, premise to me. Like, it. if 9-11 didn't happen and he didn't invade, like, all this stuff would have just been like, he's an average bad president. Yeah. Who did he run against the first time? Al Gore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Remember that's that right. Remember the whole floor. Remember the chads and how they hung or didn't <laughs> hang, depending on. You know, Here's the bigger right. question. Uh, who has hotter daughters, Obama or Bush? I think I Obama's daughters Obama. are too young for me allowed to comment on still, right? They're yeah. probably like 20s now, right? Yeah, they're like out of college. Oh, okay. I don't know, though. Because Bush, is, Bush, I think, had some pretty damn hot daughters. I'm you just going to say Trumps are better. Yeah, Ivanka's very attractive. You know what's annoying about Obama is everyone's like, just the, the um, nonstop love on Michelle Obama for she if she shows up in an award show, it's like Michelle Obama stole the Grammys. <laughs> doing what exactly by existing in a as a left, as a progressive in a Trump presidency world, as a giant woman of color. Melania is my favorite first lady for sure. <laughs> Mark is so mad. Know, she's, she's mine, too, because she does nothing. <laughs> That's what I make knows me so well. She's she like, this isn't out. what we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> how, am I gonna, how am I going to describe this episode when you talk about Melania? Well, we talk about like, you know, all these other, we talk about the deep state and these unelected officials have so much power. The first lady is basically the same thing. She's unelected. She gets in there. They put all these idiotic, you know, like all these education, the, the Michelle Obama's food thing with the lunches was fucking idiotic. So I'm glad Melania just is like, I'm just going to go read some Dr. Seuss books to kids once in a while. And otherwise, like, I don't, don't bully. Do, though I bet you That's Grover good. Cleveland's 19-year-old wife was pretty good, too. Yeah, she was hands off. Except for hands on <laughs> Grover. Right, so, so instead of ranking the worst presidents, now we're going to rank the best first ladies. Is that what this turned into? Yes, that's what we're doing now. Welcome to welcome to uh, LALDL. Worst Barbara, first lady. Barbara, Barbara Bush, Bush was a terrible one. Oh yeah, who buried her? Nancy Reagan five. also. That whole say no to oh, drugs. Oh yes, yeah, oh, yeah. By Boo. far the worst first lady ever. Boo. She's worse oh. than Michelle Obama. I'll say. It. I did. Uh, I think I was on Odie's podcast right after she died, and I was like, you know, why? <laughs> I did like what she. I did like what she said. The Jeb shouldn't be president, though. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you one point, Barbara. One point. I'll give her that. (laughs) Does Trump have writers, or does he just think of that shit off the cuff? Because that's something he just does it off the cuff. Low energy, Jeb Bush. I think his writers would be would be worse than would you know wouldn't be as funny as him. So, do you guys think he'll have a nickname for Welder and not even ever acknowledge him? I think he won't even be acknowledged. No, there's I no agree. reason to acknowledge this. He's not going to, there's not going to be a debate. There's not going to, we haven't even talked about Bill Weld, but we can save that for 
another time for worst uh, libertarian vice presidential candidate. <laughs> when we rank the worst libertarian vice presidential <laughs> candidates next week, you guys want to come? Let's just stay on and do that as the bonus show. Worst libertarian vice presidential candidates. Oh wait, we're doing a bonus show. I mean, we can or we can't. I, I don't know. I, I, oh, we just, can't. I just have to pee. If you guys never stop, if we never get to the point of this show, then maybe we don't. But well, I, th- well, I think we already discussed who are the best and the worst let's presidents rank, in our just, lifetimes and not our. I want to do the ranking of the top five. My my worst is uh, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, I, I think the I made a pretty order. good case. I think the three points at once converging with Federal Reserve, income tax, and World War One that does land him at the number one spot. I'm gonna I think there was Lincoln no could be in the top five though. I think Lincoln would push push out for me. So, all right, where where do we want to put FDR? I I, 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 I to me, two. I kind of have uh, W. Bush and Obama linked together. I think they're like kind of next to each other, and I'm so I think. Do we want to put FDR and Lincoln worse than them or not uh, as bad? As see, oh, that's, that's why that's why it's better to have two top threes. One for like real old presidents. Wilson, FDR, Lincoln. We're not doing Lincoln. multiple top lists. We could do, <laughs> we could do Wilson, FDR, and when, when you have Howie's uh, history, Lincoln you can for, have for like the old presidents, but for our lifetime, we can have <laughs> Obama, Bush, and. I like how Howie can, is the best interrupter, but the the best at blocking interruption. Like he can just oh, keep yeah. going no matter how blocking. many times I, I come in. He just drones on. So we're not you do that on, on the first episode of Howie's history, you can have two different worst presidents lists. So we're doing on a this top show, five. However, we're gonna do things my way. I, I can't wait till Howie grades a paper and be like, you got an A in my um Category one scoring. <laughs> my, my property, but you got a D in category two. My, my property rights on this program dictate that I will set the rules. How about that? Libertarian lesson for you. I personally think FDR should be number two because he laid the groundwork for expanding the government and, and entrenching programs that are still here with us today. And minor details getting us into World War II and interning Japanese and Italian. Everyone forgets about the Italians. He interned Italians too. Oh. Mamma mia, I'm stuck in this cage. And, and that might not have been a bad idea though that might have been a good hey, in idea. fairness you know <laughs> if we knew about the sopranos and all that stuff that would happen later now i'm now setting the sopranos as history by the way that's like a howie's history and then in 1999 tony soprano uh, <laughs> i'm picturing a friend spinoff where joey is interned in an italian camp and he just <laughs> picks up women and makes pizza hey <laughs> I'd watch that. What are you doing? I'm picturing an alternate history where Tony Danza is in the internment camp <laughs> and he becomes like the maid for the camp. And it is, did great. they make is him Ross, wear blackface? Is, is Ross uh, in Auschwitz oh. at the time, is it a pen pal with Joey Tribbiani? Oh my God. I think we got a friends movie here. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I have a personal contact with, uh, with Ross. So friends from <laughs> camp. That's the name of it. Friends from camp. And Have we ever told that story on to... on air? Or we, it's been told on Degenerate yeah, Gamblers. Yeah, I thought you did. I don't it's know. been on not Degenerate Gamblers because okay. I've never listened to that and I've heard the story. All right, oh, you, you, you want well, to come on? We talk offline too, you know. What? You you don't listen to Degenerate Gamblers, and yet you insist that you want to come on it. This is why you're not allowed on. That's no way yeah. to get to win the hosts over, Howie. And that's I'm not going to listen until I'm invited on. All right, <laughs> so we're slowly getting through this. We agree, FDR is number two. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Do we agree that okay should, should Lincoln be before or after Bush and Obama? That's the question, I guess. I would I say before. Before worse. He's yes. worse. Okay, so I'm going to say then, barring that, I'm going to say Lincoln three, Obama four, Bush five. I'm uh, sorry, no, I'm sorry. Bush is worse than Obama, I think. So I'm going to put Bush four. I'm going to put Obama Bush five. head of Lincoln because Bush killed more people than Lincoln. 
did he kill? What about? Did he? Wasn't there a millionaire? How many people died in the uh, half a million Americans? I thought the Civil War was half a million. But that's more Americans, not that I. I don't. I don't think that American lives are more precious than Iraqi. So so are you counting Iraqi lives? Are are all Iraqi? Iraqi lives. I count every life as one, not like. No, no. I'm saying even under Obama, does that get attributed to Bush? Um, or you no, say I think I think, Bush, or, I think before Obama, we already had like a million Iraqis dead from either direct conflict or just results of like the country going to shit from our invasion. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would be wrong, but I the- would say Bush is ahead of Obama for the same reason I put Woodrow first is because he laid the groundwork. So Bush kind of laid the groundwork for involvement in Afghanistan and Iraq, and that Obama really just continued it. I mean, yeah, Obama just continued the Bush doctrine. I, I once voted for Obama over Bush because I thought he would end the wars. Yeah, well, you were well, that's a, that's amazing since they never ran against each other. But yeah, I know. <laughs> good really. point. <laughs> yeah. Very so good. The, the only point of contention is if you guys think Lincoln should be worse than Bush or not. I think, and I'm not sure. Uh, it was Obama over McCain. That was a good decision. <laughs> yeah, so, well, uh, I'm putting McCain's Lincoln ahead. Uh, as in worse, right? Yes, worse. Yeah. Well, so, he was more racist too, so I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Okay, so it's final. Top and I don't really libertarian like the Obama of Obamacare that continues to uh, to plague society too. We're talking about, you know, Bush definitely put in the Patriot Act, which Obama then made even worse. But you know, he's putting his own program in that's still sticking around and making. I think yeah, well, the, that's why the, he's in the top five. Obama had going for him as a um, very fawning press because, oh yeah, you know he. Which which is weird since he was threatening a lot of them. Yeah, but because uh, well, he gave so many of them jobs too, though. Yeah, but a lot of Obama's negatives didn't really get a lot of press. I think if we go down the list of all the horrible things he did, like the sicking the IRS on conservative groups, yeah. uh, gun running, um, trying these executive orders to uh, attack Second Amendment rights, which unfortunately yeah. didn't come to fruition, but he was definitely looking into it. Obamacare. Trump's uh, already been worse on guns than Obama was, effectively. Yeah. So there. Though, there, you there have to admit, nobody really gives a shit about bump stocks. <sighs> no, I know. But that, <laughs> but Obama did nothing, basically, except talk about some things. Yeah, and a lot of bluster. Trump did one thing, so that's all. Uh, all right, I think that's the final top five. Did I even finish? Yeah, and Obama number five. So the next question is, what do you think? Listeners at home, why don't you come and join the conversation in the Lions of Liberty Forum? That is our public group open to everyone on Facebook. Just type in Lions of Liberty Forum and come and give us your thoughts on uh, what we talked about today. Of course, we also have the very, very secret, super secret Pride Facebook group for people who support us on Patreon. I don't know if we've plugged that at all today or not, but if we haven't, it's patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. And uh, we don't just ask for your support. We don't just beg you to send us money. We give you a ton and ton of extra content. Uh, We almost, it feels like I do more bonus shows than I even do real shows at this point so we have a, a this never-ending stream of great libertarian and often not even remotely talking about libertarian stuff uh podcasts on there so please do check that out uh you know what we never did today which i just realized i think we maybe i asked rico what he was drinking but he was i was too distracted by his pork chop we never talked about what we were drinking it was so good <laughs> i think you talked about what everybody was drinking except me oh well, I'm drinking Sapporo's, and I don't know if I ever mentioned that. No, I, I believe I mentioned I was drinking rosé. Usually, I'm drinking. Something okay, hard. so the real lesson I, I just wasn't listening to you guys before. Okay. Yes, exactly. Cool, drinking rosé. Jesus. Yeah. Middle of the afternoon. day, man. It's like brunch time. Rose. All right, guys. Well, I think we have analyzed this issue uh, all the way to death, and I'm feeling pretty good about our, our work here today. So, 
Any other things to say? Anything you want to plug? Howie, what name all the podcasts you were on in the last few weeks? Uh, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, normally you, you say the plugs for the end, but Howie gets them right out at the start, just in case he can't finish the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So if you too drunk and falls over on his computer. As I mentioned earlier, if you're a member of our Patreon group, you can hear me on the Legion of Liberty Doom. You can also find me on recent episodes of the Friends Against Government podcast, uh, Sounds Like Liberty podcast, The System is Down, uh, talking about Freemasonry. And that's that's it. And Rachel Ray's podcast. I mean, unless unless you want to dig into like old stuff, you can find me on on the Remzo Republic as well as the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. And you know, whatever podcasts are made, I'll be there. And the Hannity Hannity tonight. You're also on. That's Rico. Rico's on Hannity. (laughs) Howie and Hannity. That would be a good show. (laughs) (laughs) Howie and Hannity's history. Now we're talking. (laughs) I'm not replacing Combs. All right, folks. Well, uh, please oh, do I check out Combs. Did he die? Yes. Oh. Sean, Sean Puffy, Puffy Combs. Combs? Yeah. Hey. Alan Combs. Yeah. The like fake Democrat opposition. Oh yeah, I always liked Alan Combs actually a little bit, sort of. He was kind of anti-war. I forgot Hannity had a partner. Well, he's been looking for one. Well, we will uh, commence <laughs> about that after the show. Maybe we'll have a, uh, a post-mortem talking about Alan Combs. But until next time, don't forget to tune in this coming Wednesday to my man Brian here. Once he uh, gets done yelling at his wife and dog and whoever else is yelling at in his house, he will bring you another episode of his weekly shot of comedy, culture, and liberty on Electric Liberty Land. And we will also have the absent John Odermatt who will be here on Friday, bringing you another edition of Felony Friday. By the way, By we the met. Way, I was originally night. planning to continue the Liberty Draft today, and the reason I couldn't do it is because we. it's really hard to get six people together at the same time, and Odie couldn't be on the show today. So that's why you'll get a Liberty Draft hopefully next month when we institute our new format, which will involve rotating this format of show. Every one of our programs will have a Libertarians Living Rooms Drinking Liquor style roundtable once a month. So you'll get another one here next month uh, on the main flagship show with me. You'll also get Brian doing one every month, and you'll get a, a Is It a Crime style roundtable from Odie. So we're very excited to be bringing this format uh, to greater lengths. And by Brian, the way, do not miss Electric Liberty Land this week, because I will be talking about the Justin Smollett uh, lies and the whole, the, just, it's one, one of the best news stories of the year. I hope you record it on Tuesday and then at midnight it comes out that he was, all, it was all true in the whole time. That would be hilarious. Would be I wouldn't best. change my show. I'd be That's like, my dream scenario. <laughs> and again, today's episode of Lions of Liberty has been brought to you by mathbot.com. The pen may be mightier than the sword, but code is even mightier than the pen. So learn how to build the tools that will bring prosperity and freedom to the world and learn how to code at mathbot.com. That's mathbot.com. Become mighty, my friends. All right, All right, and, uh, pee, and so. you guys can hear Rico nowhere except here and on the bonus shows. So yep. another reason to join Patreon. Until <laughs> next time, folks. Are you guys ready to sign off with me? I hope you are. Until next time. Live long and live free. free. free.